Hi, welcome to episode 38 of Book Off Banter. This week I'm joined by Adele from Set Fire to the Rain. Um, but it occurred to me after, like, because I'm a bit slow on the uptake, after editing the second um, of the guest episodes, that because I've spoken to them, I feel like they're just like a normal co-host and that I know what's going on, but I didn't actually really give them a chance to introduce themselves or the horses. So third time lucky, I'm going to try and do it better this time. So Adele, (laughs) would you like to introduce yourself and your horses and tell us what discipline you do and yes hi I'm Adele and uh yeah on Instagram I am set fire to the rain but spelled like the riding rains not the actual rain but it's a play on the fact that my name is Adele I'm not that inventive my sister who works in PR came up with it I was just like Adele before that or like as the one Adele or something like that it's trying to be better than the other Adele which is far more successful and famous than I am so yeah so set fire to the rain is at least a little bit different to just being Adele because obviously everyone would just find the other Adele way before they found me um but yeah I've got two horses one Louis who is 13 this year and um he's 17 two hands and built like a shit brick house he is huge the other day I was to someone who's I, there was like um high-vis boots in the sale Lemur ones for ha- that I got for hacking and they only have extra large left and I was like oh they're way a bit big on the front but you can just wear extra large around no it's it's like trying to like strap him <laughs> into the boots like he's just got so much bone he is massive of having a job yes. is that you do pick up some <laughs> amazing bargains like he's seven foot but he can wear seven foot three rugs and yeah. they're often really cheap yeah. so <laughs> he's got a lovely collection of very big rugs um but yeah so he's um I've evented him up to novice and then he started sort of having some problems with his sacroiliac and stuff. So um, he had like a bone scan and all of that. And then we did do, he had it injected and we did one novice um, that he was fine at. And then after that, he um, started to go downhill again. And I think it's just how long the injection lasted on him yeah just wasn't it was like seven weeks so you I couldn't inject again because obviously that's far too often so when I said I was going to retire him and then a friend of mine was like you can't retire a sacroiliac joint like that's the worst thing you could do so I did like a rehab with the aim of just like being able to do dressage with him and like low level stuff but he came back it was the longest thing I've ever done like it was about 18 months before he was going the best he's ever gone and my vet said there's no reason why he should break if you start to jump him again like you've obviously strengthened the area so um I started getting him back ready to event again and we were sort of ready to go this time last year and then COVID and then um, just as we came out of like last the lockdown one um, he got kicked in the pelvis and fractured his pelvis so uh, so then he had the time off when you could go and do anything and then I sort of brought him back into work as that finished so um so has so, yeah, that affected he's... his sacroiliac because he had the time off or has so, it sort of held? luckily 
he's quite sensible like well he's, he's not but he's very sensible in like the field and that sort of thing so my vet was happy for him and it was a stable fracture okay. so she was happy for him to still be turned out so at least he didn't completely have box rest and completely yeah. undo all the work he did obviously lose a lot of muscle and he's not as strong as he was but I think it will get there but it's just slow getting there yeah. again but obviously the pressure's been taken off because COVID didn't piss off so <laughs> sorry this is going to be like the longest news segment ever but I just think it it's really interesting what did you do to rehab him so I had some person come out some like that someone recommended like a special rehab person and she like watched him watched me ride him and stuff and then she said quite often she'll say to people just to do long raining for some for a long time but um she decided from what she could see that he should do alternating each day of hacking and long raining, but it was all just in walk. So we walked for weeks um, and they could do like once a week raised poles, but again in walk. Um, My friend once actually, who's not horsey was came up to the yard and was watching me long rain him and he likes just such a lazy bugger he was just like kicking the poles that wasn't even bothered to lifting his legs and she was like I thought you said he was a jumper and I was just like yeah like clearly this isn't interesting him (laughs) um so yeah he would like walk and then long rain and then I could start doing a bit of trotting and then he was allowed to go then onto the lunge so that I didn't have to run as much. Um, and I used an Equiami by the I time he was on them. the lunge. Yeah. Um, and he actually used to be a complete mental person to lunge. Like he broke my hand once <laughs> lunging. Um, but now he's like obviously where he just got numb from doing it for so long. Yeah. He's now actually really Different. good, really good to lunge. Yeah. So um, so yeah, he's he's doing quite well now like on the flat again uh, and starting to jump him again but as he's he's very calm like in his stable tied up boxing like traveling really cool in the field really cool like going to a new place really cool but at his job he is mental like take him cross country and he's he's a bit like you know a rugby player that'd be like really cool in the bar yeah. and really chilled and then he gets on the field and he's like I'm gonna kill him all yeah that is Louis but then Marley is sort of not the polar he looks very similar but he is like the polar opposite so I bought Marley as a four-year-old to a event and he's about 17 too as well but very dainty do you like like do you like specifically go for big horses or so I had I acquired a big horse um a few years ago who was the first horse I ever evented Timon and he was 17 too and then when he retired and I was looking for my next horse and I got Louie I was just looking for big horses because I thought I've already got all the rounds all the boots everything for a big horse might as well stick with that and I am actually the average height of a man so um I'm quite tall so I don't look silly yeah. Louis more so because he's massive but on pictures of Marley people don't believe that he's 17 too I like I think if I sat on like a 16 too I'd look like I'd eaten them so um so yeah I have gone for big horses and also until recently 
I had them at home and my dad is at well, my dad's house and he's not very horsey. So if I bought a big and brown, he wouldn't <laughs> know it was a new one. So I had uh, two big and brown ones and I sold one and bought Marley. And my instructor at the time was like, he's because Marley's got a big white blaze and the rest of them just were brown. And he was like, we're going to have to colour in his nose. So your dad's going to know. But um yeah, my dad just told him like, oh, he hasn't been sunbathing as much. Like this one. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he'll just have to wear a fly mask all the time, like full <laughs> one with the nose, and he'll just never know. So yeah, the one of I do have a big and brown does seem to be my type. But um Marley is absolutely hopeless at eventing. <laughs> hopeless. Like he's quite good at home if there's no fillers. He'll like confidently pop sort of like round jumps and looks like he's having the best time he's really balanced and really careful and really cute but you take him to a show and like the other side of the field someone opens a crisp packet and he's like let's go home yeah someone over there's doing something like and he really hates parked cars okay which is really not helpful eventing because most fence judges are parked by the fence in the car so he gets sort of like 20 strides and he's like, well, oh, I'm not going over there. There's a what about the car. dressage as well? So dressage is actually not so bad. He's got better at it. And in a car? Yeah, in a car, which is bizarre. I don't know if it's because <laughs> we're coming head on at it, but he's like, that's okay. Um, but yeah, he's just completely hopeless, but wasn't at dressage. He'd normally lead after dressage and then like maybe not jump the first jump and get eliminated show jumping. <laughs> Maybe we'd get round by the skin of our teeth, get to go cross country, and then he might not go to the first fence because there's someone in a car. Um, so, yeah, he just didn't enjoy it. And he's so good at dressage and, like, loves it. He yeah. tries so hard. So it's not like it's his personality to be yeah. difficult. He genuinely is just, like, really scared and not enjoying it. So um, I decided to try pure dressage. But obviously leading like an 80 section in the dressage with a horse that's quite good at dressage is quite easy but then going to pure dressage where everything's bred to be an amazing dressage horse and you're there on your Irish sports horse I did think always he might be good at dressage and eventing rather than pure dressage but actually he's been really good he's uh yeah been I like I it's with the blind leading the blind because I've (laughs) never done it before obviously I've done dressage in eventing but we're at elementary now which is already more than like a novice dressage test in eventing so um yeah he's he's awesome and everyone's like oh you ride beautifully no I'm just sat on it he is very good at it (laughs) do you enjoy Um, it yeah, yeah I think yeah I think I'm quite I'm quite competitive Okay. And he's successful. And so because um, I'm successful on him at it, I enjoy it. Whereas if someone was like, do pure dressage on Louie, I'd probably be like, no, I'll just sit at home. Thank you. Um, so I do really enjoy it. But I assume that's because I've got a horse that makes it easier. <laughs> Rather than, are they saying that I had, so before Marley, I had another horse that I bought he was a show jumper because Louis awful at show jumping I thought I could just but he you know the more you kicked to be like gallop he'd be like bigger canter yeah and just sort of like show jump the cross-country course and although he was a fantastic show jumper and I probably could have gone and done show I just didn't have an interest in even trying the pure show jumping I think 
it's an adventure thing, isn't it? You get so nervous about show jumping. We all do. That I just think, I was like, well, I'm not going to pure show jumping. <laughs> oh, no. And my, my best friend is a show jumper. Like, she loves show jumping. And she's like, I would never go across country. Like, how do you find show jumping scary? <laughs> I do. But I thought, she's like, they just fall down. Like, if you get it wrong, they just fall down. But I'm like, well, yeah, but they'll all fall down. Whereas, like, <laughs> you hit a cross-country fence, not, like, massively. You know, you knock a cross-country yeah. fence. They just seem to be a bit more careful of that because they've whacked themselves <laughs> on the cross-country fence. Whereas, I know, the poles obviously don't hurt the same. Louis, for example, will just keep hitting the poles. Yeah. He does not mind. And one of the things Louis does is if I completely mess it up, you know, if I come at it like sideways on half a stride, yeah. he'll try his hardest yeah. to leave it up for me. Whereas if I come straight line, nice three strides, he's like, all does that, boring. <laughs> and I just think, I mean, I can, I'm quite good at messing up a stride, but I can't mess up every stride. Like, I can't give you to them all completely shit. Like, some of them we will meet nicely and who just will have that down how funny though if you have to go in the rounds and like go okay how am I gonna fuck you're gonna have to be like you know doing a totally erratic turns and like booting him on at the last minute and people will be watching like is she trying to have that down no no, no I'm trying to keep it up <laughs> you've got to trick him literally the case <laughs> I had a lesson once with uh Victoria, I don't know how to say her surname, like Panathon. Yeah, and she said to me, Yeah, she said to me, like, she was like, He leaves it up if you completely mess it up or like make it difficult. He really tries. Like, he obviously is like, Oh, this is exciting. This is a challenge. I'll give it a go. So she was like, When you walk your courses, look for places where you can like add a bit an angle, you know, like do a bit of a loop, like don't come at stuff straight. But have you ever looked at eventing show jumping? It's like a figure of eight or something. You know, like, it's really quite basic. It's not like a jump off, but yeah. pure show jumping. Like, it does tend to flow nicely. And, like, I can't hash it up that bad. <laughs> so, yeah, it's... Uh, I'm sure she could. I'm sure she could get on him and be like, add this loop here, do this yeah. dip here. Like... Uh, I can't. That would be the most amazing advert, wouldn't it, for a horse? Do you struggle with strides? This horse loves it when you struggle. Like, he will help you every step of the way. If you are accurate, do not come and look at this horse because he will have fences. That's probably what would work for him. So I'd had it once, it was the novice but after his injection. And uh, he'd been having so many poles that he wasn't allowed to go cross country before, okay. like, I did all the injections and stuff. So I'd get even more nervous at the show jumping yeah. because I thought, I'm not even going to get to go. <laughs> like, I've just paid, like, 80 quid and all I'm going to do is a dressage <laughs> test um, and then knock over some poles. And uh, he came through the triple and I managed to completely bugger it up and bless him I think he took like all three like smashed through all three because he was at least like half a stride of all of it and um he just kept going think and I'm like hanging on limbs everywhere and he's got through it and he came to the next one slightly downhill and upright and I think I just met that like the next fence on a terrible stride and he just was like enough is enough you know like you're taking the mick now girl and um and he doesn't normally stop 
And so I think they must have had to, maybe smashed into it and they'd like rang the bell and they'd rebuilt it. And I circled and I just remember thinking, how can I fuck this up? Like, what can I do to make him think, yeah, be careful here? And I think I'd sort of like, that's it. There's no more no more lives you've got to leave everything up now and you always have an upright down so uh, it was slightly downhill along the fence line and I jumped it from like left to right towards like the exit and my instructor was like hands over his eyes like what <laughs> is you doing like you know like this is fence one you know yeah. like you're starting it's like why are you picking this line and he pop, he flew it flew it beautifully and then did the last like five jumps sort of, and left them up when we got to go cross country um, he went clear so um but yeah like if in doubt just do something crazy and louis will be like sure i'm with you yeah. <laughs> oh, bless him. so have you been have you been up to much um no (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I have to ask this because we've always had a new segment at the start so I'm like okay I'm gonna have to be like what have you done but then when I quickly write like the notes for the show I'm like news fuck what am I gonna say this time I was in the earlier and I was like wanker of the week (laughs) and I was like I've just been on my own like I haven't even had the opportunity to be a wanker like (laughs) what am I gonna say (laughs) so um yeah no um well my news isn't that recent but my biggest news is that I am having a baby (laughs) that's huge news very exciting news news. (laughs) So yeah, I am uh, 29 weeks now. So uh, yeah, that's a bit. I haven't, I've I've always been a little bit like, you know, everyone's born. Yeah. And I always like, didn't like those people that think they're like the first woman to ever have a baby. <laughs> you, you know, those yeah. ones that are like, think that like this has never happened before. And um, so I was like, so adamant that I wouldn't be that person. But I've like not shared it with anyone my best friend was like you know it's not a bad thing you know like yeah. you don't have to hide this you know you don't you know like even like I'm like don't tell her and she's like why like <laughs> she's our friend and I'm like no I don't tell anyone and they're like, you know like you are people are going to notice one when you're getting really big and two when you rock up with the baby they're yeah. going to ask where that came from so uh see so yeah, I have so weird it I am honestly I'm exactly the same and it got to a point so where it became really awkward so with Henry we didn't really tell anyone because I was probably exactly like you just like it just felt a bit awkward to sort of be like yeah like look what we've done Um, that sounds even worse I'm never not gonna say that (laughs) oh my god anyway um yeah, that's <laughs> totally flustered me now. Um, so yeah, I didn't really tell anyone with Hen. And then this time, um, I think I said last time on the podcast that we didn't want to tell Henry until we knew whether it was a boy or a girl. So we kept it like really sort of um, to ourselves. But then because we'd kept it to ourselves and we weren't really seeing a lot of people because of COVID, then it became awkward because we'd been speaking say to people who probably would have assumed that we would have told them and we hadn't so then it was like well I can't just be kind of like 
guess what? So I just didn't say anything. But then I found myself, people were asking things like, um, oh, so have you got any like plans for shows? And I was like, um, no. And then in my head, I'd be thinking, like, do I say it? Do I? And it was just really awkward. It was, I just made it more awkward than it actually needed to be. Yeah. And then like Ben said to me, people are now starting to book in and I'm going to have to say, you can't have your, like, you know, your six week slot or whatever, because I'm going to take a week off. And he said, like, that they're, they're not going to understand what's going on. So I am it's going not like, <laughs> but he can't even say like, we're going on holiday. Cause you're not allowed. <laughs> so he said, like, I said, so how did it go telling you, your customers? And he said, well, I was like, um, yeah, so Katie's pregnant. And they were like, oh, that, congratulations. How far along is she? And he was like, um, 35 weeks. And they were like, oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah, we've done the exact same thing. Like, yeah. I kept thinking, like, when I get to, you know, like, once we've had the first scan, and then I was like, oh, once we get to 60 weeks, and they're like, maybe we'll find out what sex is. And yeah. then, like, it just kept going. I was like, maybe when I get to the third trimester. And then I was like, nope, still doesn't feel right. No, like, honestly, I will go to shows and there will be so many people that will think I've, like, stolen someone's child because I competed until basically COVID stopped us competing. I had another show I was supposed to do that COVID stopped. And then I'll be, like, back out, hopefully, fairly soon after and people will just be like have you like stolen that kid or like (laughs) it's literally it well the only thing like that I could scratch at for news was that um Manny and Pan are back in work after like all the snow and the ice so they've kind of were like in and out a bit um just because of the really bad weather Pan obviously was totally off so he has been going back on the walker. Manny's going on the walker and getting lunged in the Equiami. And it just, it makes me laugh so much how different horses are. Because Pan, honestly, he drags you to that walker and looks so enthusiastic. And he's become like a different horse. He's so much happier. And you can see like wakes in the morning and he's like, yeah, like, so I'm going to walk her today and that'll be like really good for me. And yeah, he's like so pumped about it. Like he would be the type that would get up, you know, and like, oh, we're going to the gym. That's amazing. Manny, who is like that about work in general, but not about lunging and walkering. <laughs> Honestly, the girl who started helping me out said, he looks very tired. I said, depressed. He's depressed. Like, I think he's like given up with life, basically. He just... If she makes me do one more thing that is a circle, if I see that piece of string one more bloody time, like, I honestly, you can tell, he just thinks, we used to do things. Remember, we used to do like jumps and hacks and why are we not doing that anymore? I feel so sorry for him. It is horrible, isn't it? I um, have been really, I've got a sharer who rides both of them and um I I got her last weekend to jump Louie and because I just felt like sorry for him that he hasn't yeah. like been able to do anything fun for so long 
and he was such a psycho and because obviously he hasn't done it so and I did think like oh I wish I could have like done it like five or six times and then given it yeah. to you rather than there be like the big break but she was so good bless her like doesn't mind she was like embarrassed that people would think she couldn't ride yeah. so I was like going around like this is just Louis Louis like this is your plan just to um like Walker and Equiami until you can get back on yeah well originally my plan was to keep riding um, but because we had such a lot of snow and I was and I was really poorly for a little bit, um, then I stopped. And just because he's so big and so wide, it's like I just thought, I don't think I'm going to be able to get back on. So um, yeah. he is going to get injected like uh, in his back. So he will have like a month where he's off or doing very, very gentle work. So basically all I'm trying to do is stop him from losing absolutely all of his muscle before he gets his injection and then yeah. pick him straight back up. And Pan was injured, so he's doing all of his walk work. So he's going to do as much walk work as he can and then he'll do a little bit of trot on the lunge and then he'll go to my trainer. Um, oh, nice. So that's the plan. But I mean, things never go to plan. Do they? The other day, Pancake no, was leaping around in the paddock and I was like... I can't imagine that tendon's going to hold pancakes, so this will probably like put kibosh on all the plans. So, um. but yeah, speaking of plans, we are going to chat about Boris's announcement and horsey people's reaction to that. Um, you had seen a really funny thing, hadn't you? You sent me. Yeah, so I'd actually preempted that this was going to happen and so I had like put off a little video a little picture of like Boris being like Boris tomorrow announcing that we can meet one person in the in the park and then because I'd heard that on the news like a week or so before and then done like everyone on social media like questions on social media being like um does this mean that I can go show jumping now or something (laughs) like that and um and so a few people were like, oh, this cracked me up. Like, that's totally going to happen. So then when it was announced and it was announced that, like, we're going to be able to go to a park bench, people started sending me posts that they had seen. Yeah. And my favourite one, which is just phenomenal that, like, I got sent these things. But my favourite one was someone had said, they're talking about March 29th for resumption of outdoor sports. Is this going to mean events from the 26th to the 28th won't happen? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what that means. That means that everything before the 29th will not happen. <laughs> Do you really need clarification? I mean, in fairness, actually, I'm going to stand up for equestrians here and say that my lovely friend Rachel, um, who I mention a lot, she has holiday cottages and she sent me a message like, fucking hell I'm tearing my hair out the messages I'm getting um so is it the 13th of April or something I think where people are allowed to stay in like a self-catered holiday cottage she said like she was getting messages saying well we're supposed to be there from the 9th to the 13th so we'll just come on the 9th and isolate in your cottage until the 13th (laughs) she was like I can't like I just can't deal with it (laughs) So it's not just horsey people, but I wrote a, I wrote a post ages ago, and I never I never actually got round to finishing it or posting it, which is basically standard for my life. Um, about 
how strict equestrians are with strangles. So it really tickled me at the beginning of like the whole COVID thing where people were like, well, yes, obviously the whole country is gone into lockdown. You know, people are like losing their livelihoods and stuff, but show jumping will still be as normal, yes? And I just thought, whereas when it's something like strangles, people are like, well, abs- I mean, basically they want you, your horse sprayed with bleach, no movement, that yard will be ostracized for like months and months. Everyone will be on Facebook like, have you heard? Have you heard that? Oh, I know. Like with COVID, they're like, well, does it affect the horse? Well, it's probably going to be okay then. Like, let's just wing it and see how we get on. But I think that's with everything, isn't it? My um, the yard manager the other day was riding and she was like, I've really done something to my back. Like, it really hurts. Like, <laughs> if it, like she's got like her arm over her head and was like, this is the only way it's comfortable. Like, and she was like, I keep equisaging myself. And then <laughs> As soon as I get on a horse, like it just something goes and I'm like crippled. So I'm gonna come in the arena on elf, but or I think all I'm gonna be able to do is walk. And I was like, if this was your horse, you'd put it in the stable and you'd call the vet. But there's yeah. you just trying to equisage your way through the yard, just like I will get this done, sort of thing. Like 100%. we just don't care about ourselves. No. We only care about the animals. I think there's like my yeah. thing's always like, well you know, horse vet bills, they're they're too expensive. Like, you know, you've got to be careful with those. But yeah, I love that, like, it's an actual pandemic. And for equestrians, it's an inconvenience, really, for the show season, like, is what it is predominantly. So, like, other people are like, you know, can kids go back to school? Like, will I be able to get my hair done? All these things. Equestrians are like, so when you say essential travel, I class show jumping as an essential travel. So if I've got a good enough argument, can I still go? <laughs> like, have you seen? If one show yes. venue went rogue and put a show on, I guarantee it would be rammed. It would. It really would. And it's just like the people think, you know, like tr- you can exercise horses for what, like for welfare. Yeah. And so I was like, are there any cross country venues open? And everyone's <laughs> like, no. Like because there's a pandemic you're not allowed to do that sort of thing and someone's like but it's for welfare and I was like oh come on please like I understand you need to exercise it but for its welfare it does I mean Louis would agree for his welfare he has to go cross country but it's just you know like all trying to shoehorn the way into a rule like, like horses have mental health needs too <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I think but that's it's like everything isn't it it's horse people's idea of normal and everyone else's are so far removed it's uh, it is it is fabulous but I also get it as well you know and like Boris said that the first thing that would go back is schools and that wouldn't be until the 8th of March and then people today are like it's exactly the same as yesterday mm-hmm. so we yeah we, we knew that <laughs> we knew nothing was going to happen until the 8th of March like and even then we knew it was going to be schools but then I do get it as well because schools and the mixing and like parents dropping kids off kids all together all being indoors the rate will go up yeah which is just inevitable like might not go up enough that we have to slow anything else down but like it will go up and people are like, why are they letting kids go back? Like, why can't we show up first? <laughs> Selfish <laughs> and <it's> bastards. Like... <laughs> and I was like, yeah, t- also like, show 
shopping, dressage, event use, outdoors, the chances of us putting the rate up is a lot less. But children's education is a little bit more important than us doing our prelim. <laughs> but you know that if he moves any of those dates back, I mean, potentially he is going to have a whole host of equestrians outside Downing Street protesting, saying, listen, Boris, now you've taken it too far because you promised, you promised us that you would let us go back. And now you've let those kids go back. They've ruined it for everyone, kicking up their heels, learning. And now we can't do the important stuff. I was quite tempted to go on one of the forums and just say, like, um, so there's no pub that I can go to on Friday. Like, <laughs> it's, 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 people seem to be fine with like the fact that the pubs can't open, but well, yeah. questions. They're like, yeah, that's fine. I, I can drink my gin at home, <laughs> but <laughs> you have to open arena higher. <laughs> I love that though about us as a sport. It's it's really important to us. Like, hang a pandemic. We're not interested in that. But someone else had said about. Obviously, like, because it looks like it will both, like, everything will be allowed at the same time on the 29th, like, arena hire, and you could potentially put on a show as well. Which is um, almost like Boris hasn't taken that into account. He hasn't thought about a question at all, has he? <laughs> no. Because as, as someone said, well, I need arena hire before I can go to a show. <laughs> yes. Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, yes. But... You're just going to have to choose for yourself not to enter something for a few weeks. Boris isn't going to go, do you know what? Jasmine really needs arena hire first. So she can do arena hire on the 8th so that she's ready for the 29th. Like, you've just got you just got to do what you've got to do for you. You can't expect Boris to, to allow you to do arena hire before. That honestly, that's amazing. I mean, it doesn't surprise me because like on the BS forum, there's been so much talk and it's predominantly been about young horses lacking experience. And what are we going to do, you know, about young horse classes and qualifiers and like everyone's really, really concerned about this. So it, it doesn't really surprise me at all that people are like, well, does Boris not know we can't just go back out jumping without taking them anywhere? They're, they're all going to be high as kites. Like, <laughs> it's funny. See, I was saying to, so I like eventing. I don't, I don't feel like you can just kick off. Like, you know, you can't go from zero to a hundred. They need to go galloping. They need to go cross country schooling, and like, very few people have all of that at home. Yeah. Whereas dressage, I feel like I could. Yeah. I can, probably not me at my current stage but a normal person can be practicing dressage at home and they can go out on the 29th and yeah. do a dressage test like that's completely fine but yeah BE you can't you can't you can't just rock off at BE on the 29th and you Although, know we did an episode did. about Boris being an eventer and I think now the <laughs> eventers are, are going to be like he's not one of us do you know we no. thought he wore the tweed he had the right sort of name, and we thought that he was one of us, but actually, he's fucking not a bastard. He's a dressager. <laughs> He'll be wearing paint shoes <laughs> next is. and a blingy tie pin. <laughs> oh, it's so true. I think B did actually say a while ago that they'd, I can't remember all the names of these things, but they'd done like B that was like, 
be practice and be something else. And so one of them is without dressage. So it's just show jumping across country, run at events. And then the other one is the full thing, I think, with dressage as well. But it's not like it's it's a training show. It's not, you know, one was practice and one was training. Yeah. So maybe they're planning to do those first as like, so it's treated like training rather yeah. than a show. But part of me thinks if you're going out and doing a dressage test to show jumping and across country, like you're eventing. Aren't yeah. You? <laughs> you're just I not arena and then maybe they wouldn't have to be as fit yeah yeah but mind I don't want you eventers hogging all the event like the show venues because that's just selfish (laughs) yeah we'll all be entering everything someone actually said to message me about the whole um like silly comments on Facebook and said that they're just waiting for someone to say well I've been vaccinated so can I shut can I go to a show now (laughs) <laughs> and when they first said it, I thought they meant like the horses' vaccinations are up to date. And I was like, well, everyone's horses have to be up to date to compete. And then I was like, oh no, he's talking about humans. Oh, but you know, 100%. Like if it was a choice of them being vaccinated or the horse being vaccinated, they'd vaccinate the horse 100%. I'm surprised someone hasn't actually said, like, what about COVID for horses? Like, has anyone considered this? Like, maybe we need to start vaccinating them. That'll be the bloody next was- thing. Wasn't there a news story a while ago that suddenly like a cat had tested positive for oh, COVID Christ. or something like that? I just thought, oh, here we go. Now all the dogs at the park are going to be spreading <laughs> COVID. <laughs> There'll never be an end. It'll be bloody Manny. Manny will end up with COVID, the selfish, <laughs> selfish bastard. <laughs> all right, so on that note, we're gonna we're gonna move on <laughs> to um, another topic which actually is kind of on a similar vein of like where horsey people are just not really quite like the rest of society and um, obviously we're both pregnant and I get a lot of messages about um, you know people who are maybe considering like having a baby or having a second child um, and we got loads of response when we did like a horsey mum um, episode so I thought that we would do um, a bit of a topic on like riding when you're pregnant and that sort of thing. So have you have you ridden up to a point and then like did you have that in your head from the start or? So I always just planned to ride for as long as I like I could because I, yeah. I, I it's my first baby. I don't know you know like I, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I don't know how I'm gonna be and so. I just thought I'll keep going until I feel like I can't. I didn't jump um, beyond, I jumped like three times in the first trimester. Um, But mainly that was because I knew I was having a child and um, I'd want sharers. And I was just like, I don't want him not to have jumped because since his pelvis sort of thing. And then someone else have to do it and him be like a horror. So I jumped a few times, um, I had like three lessons and then I didn't jump beyond I think I was actually 10 weeks that it just so happened that um I didn't jump anymore I found a sharer two he's actually Louis got two sharers um that are just schooling and hacking at the moment and like doing polls and stuff so I um I didn't jump and that was a conscious thing I just thought he just want me off but it's just an extra risk that I just didn't think I should take um so but I have 
I've, I'm still schooling now and I'm doing like online dressage. So if we were allowed out, I probably would still do dressage on Marley, not Louis. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still writing, but I was a bit nervous about, it's one of the reasons I think I didn't want to like share that I was pregnant because I didn't want people to say, we should be doing that, we should be doing that. And I was also really worried that like, even if it's like completely unrelated, like if, even if the riding didn't cause a problem, but say for example, like there was a problem. Yeah. I didn't want everyone to be like, well, because she was riding, wasn't it? Yeah. I just like, you know, like that, my share, my sharer has got two children. She calls it mum guilt. And she was like, you got that mum yeah. guilt that like you shouldn't be riding. But I, lots, my couple of my like close friends, um, they keep asking and they're like horsey and they keep asking like, how do you feel when you ride? And sometimes when I'm like tacking up, I think oh, I'm not sure how much longer I'm going to do, be able to do this. Like getting down, putting boots on, oh, and like because oh, they're massive, worse. <laughs> lifting the saddle onto their back and things like that. And I think, oh, why am I doing this? And then as soon as I'm on, I don't feel pregnant. Like it's the only yeah. time I don't feel pregnant. I must admit, I am a lot comfier in my dress up saddle. I'm even hacking in that than my jump saddle. Like it's just the balance is different. But um, yeah, I feel like apart from that, I get back to walk a lot more than I would normally in a schooling session and I everyone was comments on how red my face has gone when I'm riding um but yeah I, I actually don't feel it's the one time where I feel like me still so yeah, yeah I'm just going to keep riding till I can but yeah. I have got help now to do with sharers so I don't have to ride like two of them six times a week but yeah and how does your that partner is... feel about that um I think it would be different maybe if we weren't in like COVID times, but he always says that I have ADHD. I might. It's not been like, I've never been like tested and diagnosed as having that, but I can't like relax. I have no chill, as he says. And like, even if like, if he's got a day off, he'll happily like watch TV. Whereas I'm like, what are we going to do today? What are we going to do today? What should, what should we like tick off the list? What should we get done? Like, should we go and buy this and sort this out and fix that? And he's like, can we not just watch this program? I'm like, well, it's daytime. I can't watch a program in the daytime. Like, so I think if I, especially where I'm like not being at work, at work because I work at school. So we haven't been at school. And I just think he'd, he's, in fact, once it was a Saturday and he was like, are you not going to the yard? And I was like, no, my sheriff's riding. And he was like, could you not just go and watch her ride? And I was like, no, we're not really meant to go up there, like, unless we're like the yard, don't want you to come up unless like you have to. And so if she's there to ride, there's no need for me to go up because they're on full livery. And I was like, no, I'm not really supposed to. And then the yard manager called me and Louis had kicked Marley in the face and he needed like stitches. And Chris was like, I feel really bad because I feel like I've sort of like asked for this, but I'm really pleased you've got to go to the yard. <laughs> it's probably going to cost £400 for a call out at the weekend to like with every penny. In, but totally worth it. Just get you out of the house. <laughs> I so get I think a little maybe... bit like that with Ben actually. Like, I think. Ben like does this thing like he he shakes his leg all the time oh my god and it really is bad for my nerves and so I'll be sometimes like so do you want to like maybe go for a jog or and he's like no no I'm good and I'm like little jog just like you know <laughs> just out you go <laughs> do something because he does he is a triathlon so yeah Ben does yeah. yeah see Chris is the same 
but like he could like go run a marathon or just sleep all day on the sofa right whereas I'm not I'm like oh I did this and I organized this cupboard and I (laughs) drove here and collected this hay bale and (laughs) whereas Chris can be like I can do loads of activity or I could do none either way I'm fine no Ben's Ben's not so much like that he's he's fine like once he's done something he'd be like if he was a horse you know once he'd been ridden he'd be okay but without that like oh, stable all day no like he's just he's like really irritating I always say to him like then he reminds me more of like a brother like you know where they like nip your arm and like yeah, like what, what? What do you want? Like, leave me alone! Like, he's just really edgy. So yeah, he he is exactly the same. So I'm, I totally sympathise because I'm like, go on, just go out, like leave him be. Um, but it's really funny what you said going back to that about not part of the reason you didn't tell people, because that definitely for us this time, because I had decided that I was still going to jump the boys. We had like three, two prems or three um, that I wanted to do with both of them. And Ben was like, I can't be bothered with, because obviously it's fine for me. Like I'm really removed from people. Nobody really sees me. Like I'm just like a hermit up here, um, which is great. But obviously Ben has to encounter like horsey people and everyone has their own opinion. And obviously like, he'd be the one that would have to listen to it. And he was just like, oh, if you're going to go to those shows, oh, it's just easier if we don't no tell people. Yeah. yeah. Because like, his thing, like, I think um, someone that he spoke to who did know, was like, are you going to let her ride? <laughs> and he's like, it's not really like a case of me letting her ride. Like, number one, I suppose a little bit similar to what we were just talking about there, I hate living with her when she doesn't ride horses because she's vile. Um, and number two, he's like, do you know what? It's her choice. And actually, when she's on a horse, she's she's like generally halfway passable. I'm more concerned when she's in the car and like, oh, my God, especially because I was talking about this the other day. Um, this has happened to me twice and it's both times when I've been pregnant I shouldn't really confess to this but um, so I drive an automatic and it happened once with Henry and it happened once this time where I suddenly was driving along and went which one's the accelerator and which one's the brake and I was too scared to put my foot on either one because if it was the wrong one it wasn't going to end well and I was (laughs) like ill like really genuinely sweating like which one is which so I feel like I need like a sticker on the steering wheel like as soon as I get pregnant driving really is what I should be stopping it's crazy it's the weirdest thing yeah so yeah that has just made me think about your car comment so I actually have like a truck and uh and I'm I'm from Kent. I live I live in London now, but I'm from like the countryside. And I like grew up with like a garden, like you know, like big farmy garden, lots of outdoor space. 
and I could drive when I was like 12 we used to get like MOT failures and cars and drive them around the woods and I rolled a car in the garden when I was like 13 so very like confident driving and obviously like we live in London and I've got a massive truck that I park on like parallel park outside the house and Chris is from London and he I met him when he was 32 he couldn't drive and um he I think he passed his test before he was 35 but he just had no need or no interest in driving a car but he's still got the first car he bought when he passed his test when he was 30 so he's been driving now like three or four years and he's got like a little sporty three-door manual hatchback thing little go-kart it's basically what it is but that's all he's driven and um when we go to the hospital we're probably going to take my we are swapping so it'll be it won't be a truck because the back gets wet it's not ideal for a push chair no um so we're getting a different car but it'll still be like a big car to tow my trailer yeah and uh chris is really nervous about driving me to the hospital because <laughs> he's like never driven an automatic he's never driven a big car oh, is he, he gonna like, practice <laughs> He was like, we're going to have to do driving lessons. Like, we're going to have to practice. <laughs> but I was saying to people that we, I want to leave, like, a GoPro, like a little secret camera, because <laughs> it's a London hospital. There's no car park or anything. So he'll have to, like, drop me at the door and then go and find somewhere to park this beast. And um, and I was like, I just want to leave a camera and I can watch it when, like, the birth and everything's over of Chris, like, fucking car like why did we have to get such a big car like London streets where are we gonna park it and we probably oh just like abandon it somewhere in like the stress and just like leave it at a bus stop <laughs> I feel really sorry for him because I like I passed my test when I was 20 I think um but I I've never really driven a lot because quite soon after that we moved up here and I didn't drive really anywhere and like now I take Henry to school, like which is like five minutes down the road, but it's on country roads where like I can basically just do what I want. And so I'm not the best driver, like I'd say. And the thought of honestly, the thought of parallel parking brings me out in like a rash. I mean, and like I've had biggish cars, like I've always had quite big four wheel drives because our drive is horrific. Um, so you need like something that can navigate that. But Ben's last one was a Hilux and it had like the back on. So you couldn't see. could see, yeah. Oh my God. Like I drove it for him and I was like, this is like a ship. It's like steering a ship. So if you asked me to parallel park that, I think I would vomit with the stress. Like, so if he's worried about you in labor and trying to park it, like, honestly, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm actually a little bit anxious for him. I feel quite strange. He was like, can't we just go in my car? And I was like, how are we going to get me, who's like torn myself in half potentially, or like had to have a cesarean? I'm not clambering into the back of your car. Like, three door with the car seat like get that in there and they're like me like out of surgery trying to like squeeze myself in the back and he was like um well can't 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 you go in the front and I was like well no because you really I think you're meant to go in the back like with the baby like it's a brand new human you can't just like drive it an hour home from the hospital in the back Oh, do you think maybe I could then? But then he was like, um, put him in the back and went for a McDonald's drive through. (laughs) 
can't you just drive back then? And I was like, no, Chris, like Chris and the baby in the back and me just driving us home. <laughs> I was like, I don't think you understand what's going to happen here. Like, I'm not going to come out exactly how I went in. <laughs> Honestly, you've given me stress. Like, I'm really stressed about it. Because <laughs> so- we also majorly messed up in that we'd planned to move to North London. And we had like our house done up to sell. So we moved out to, Chris has a flat in North London. So we were living in that flat for a bit while we had all our house done to then sell it to move to buy a house in North London. And it just hasn't happened in time. Like the house, we're back in the house, but it's not finished. Um, but we're still in the hospital in North London. So we are mm. like a good hour in traffic across London from our oh house to the gosh. hospital. And we did think about changing now that we're back in the south to our local hospital. It's the one that ran out of oxygen recently. (laughs) So Chris is like, I don't really want you to have it there. No. (laughs) Whereas the hospital in North He'll not be saying that when he's driving across bloody London (laughs) and he needs oxygen. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be entertaining. Sure. I mean, it definitely is. It sounds, I'm invested 100%. Like, I'm <laughs> wanting to see this on YouTube or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor guy. So have you had any, like, negative comments about you riding or... I mean, no, obviously hardly anyone knows. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't told anyone, so it makes it hard. Um, but no, no, not really. Um, and the midwife at my yard, who's finally realised that I'm pregnant asked when my due date was and was like oh Jesus you're doing really well and I sort of like straight away was like well you know I can't do anything else and I can't do any exercise and I can't start new stuff and it's not like I can go swimming because of COVID and started like going off and she went oh no it's probably doing you like the world of good like to stay fit and stay active so now I'm like the midwife even says I can (laughs) (laughs) my midwife doesn't she's like doesn't want to say what like what are you doing but at the same time, she'll be like, mm, still, still riding. And I would be like, yeah, it's still riding. And she was like, you're being careful. And I'm like, well, I'm not trying to fall off at the best of times. Like, yeah, I'm being as careful as like I usually am. The thing is as well with like COVID, before Christmas, I was in work. And I just think, actually, that's more risk, me being with, like, 80 children mm-hmm. than me going for a hack on my horse. Like, a- actually, like, the chances yeah. of something there compared to... So I kept saying, like, well, the whole time I have to go to work, yeah, I'm going to keep riding. And then, obviously, they shut schools. So that <laughs> like argument was a little bit hard. <laughs> oh, Boris. You've done it again, <laughs> Boris. <laughs> show me up. <laughs> so do you have anything that you're, like, worried about? So after um because I'd heard loads of things about if you have a section like you're going to be off for so long so with Henry I had a really difficult labor and we ended up where they took me to surgery and um the doctor was like you know we're going to do a section I was like no and he's like well we are going to do a section I was like no no I don't want one well I'm not really asking you like this is what's happening and I said to Ben like I can only describe it as then like I sulked I was really really cross I like I just thought how unreasonable of you 
Um, and actually, it was totally fine. And obviously, fine, because I'm going to have an elective this time. But in my head, that was like, that's going to spoil things for riding. And I'm not. See, doing- I, was, I was the same. I was like, oh, C-section, like, you can't even drive for six weeks. I can't, like, do have that and, like, not be able to ride. But, and then someone at work who's not horsey was like, well, you can't ride till you've had your six-week checkup anyway, like, even if you have a normal birth like you have to wait you'd have to wait till you've had your six-week checkup anyway so I messaged my friend who's a horse rider and has recently had a, a baby but she did have a c-section and I was like is it true that even if I don't have a c-section I won't be able to arrive six weeks and I have to wait until I've had this checkup and she was like in COVID they're not even doing these checkups so like <laughs> don't wait for that because you'll be waiting forever <laughs> so yeah I think I just I yeah same as you a bit like but no, I need to be back in the saddle as soon as I physically mm-hmm. can. But also, I don't know. I might not even really want, want to. You know, like I might be like, I love being at home with my baby. Yeah. You just don't know how you're going to feel. So I think I need to just like remember that riding my horses isn't, isn't everything. I love it, but I'm sure I'll love my baby too. <laughs> yeah. I'm really trying this time to, to put that in my head and be like, because I keep saying to Ben like, so... If I'm back on, like, in four weeks, if I get him, like, doing canter work by the, then I'll be back at a show for then. And it's, like, it's so, it is so much pressure. And it is, it's probably sets you up to fail. You know, like, yeah. with, with Henry, it just didn't occur to me that because if I wanted to have a normal labour, then, by God, I would be having one. Because one. that was in the plan. It was scheduled and, like... It puts so much pressure on you and then also it makes it harder when things don't go to plan. So I definitely think like this time I'm trying so hard to be less like that and to be a little bit more just like, just go with the flow. Like you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know how you're going to feel. And, you know, you don't need to have like this itinerary of what has to happen. And we're kind of fortunate for Boris anyway, because we haven't missed much. No. I mean... <laughs> so, quite nice. That That's cheered me up so much, to be honest. Like, that's kept me going. But, I mean, I'm going to sound awful, but, you know, I can't go to shows, but I don't have to see anybody else going to shows on social media, because that would be really make me sad. I'm obviously going to have a little bit, but I think fair enough. I think everyone's waited long enough. Um, yeah, although I think... I'm a little bit now as well, like, I'd quite like to just go to a show, even if I can't ride, you know, yeah. like, just I'd like to watch my friends jump and jump. Like. Yeah. I know. So. so is there any, was there anything else that you were, like, particularly worried about or? Um, no, not massively. I think. I suppose it's really helpful think, having I've always areas. been like, yeah, so that's taken a lot of pressure off. Um. And um, and I purposely moved yards from where I was because I knew that this yard that the yard manager would like get on them and ride them if I struck you know like if I yeah. really struggled she'd be fine with it and also like that she's also totally fine with like outside instructors and things like that or like friends so like you know obviously not with COVID but if I wanted to have yeah. a different person ride them every day of the week she wouldn't care yeah. whereas you know some yards don't really like like outside yeah. people or like they want to do it themselves or whatever so I did 
as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I was like, right, this needs to be in place. This needs to yeah. be in place. Um, yeah. I don't know how funding two horses on full livery on maternity pay is going to be. That's probably, I'm just trying to think about it. Yeah. You know, you just think, oh, I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> don't work out how short I am of money. Just don't even calculate it. No, it's... <laughs> doesn't matter my friend said that's what I say about so many things like she hadn't ridden for years and years and years and I bumped into her and um she was like oh I miss riding I was like oh come and ride one of mine um and obviously for me like she can ride you know but for her like she hadn't sat on a horse for so long and I put her on this little cob that we had at the time who did have a bit of a buck but she used to ride like proper like competition horses and sharp ones and so I just shoved her on and like off we went and he started to bronk and she was like Katie he's bronking and I was like it'll be fine and now she says that's like my answer whenever like anything happens she says she has like me in her head going it'll be fine like just don't think about it just you'll be all right one of my sharers actually did she was doing two days a week and she messaged me at the beginning of the month saying she was really struggling with like work. She also lives in London. So she gets like the train to the yard, struggling to come twice a week. So she just would only be able to do one day a week. And she understands if I like need to get a different share of blah, blah, blah. But I was like, oh, it's fine. Like, just do that for now. We'll see how we get on. If it's a problem, like we'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. And then I had like this major panic that obviously she's only now going to pay half as much. And it works out that I'm going to be 70 quid less a month. And I like woke up at three o'clock in the morning. I was like stressing about it. And Chris was like, Adele, it's two takeaways. Yeah. It's, it's two takeaways. We can just cook two more times a month. It's okay. Like, yeah. calm down. <laughs> I just like. Funny that Ben does that, but Ben does it in horse terms. And it's almost like I love that he has realized the only way I can grasp things is if it's put into terms of a horse and I'm trying to think what the hell it was now um it might have been one of those what are they called um like the docker top things that you put the baby in and I wanted one but I was like it's a hundred pounds and I think I deliberated and it went in and out of a basket for maybe like four months and I would talk to him regularly about whether or not I should buy it's got a lot of money what if I don't use it and eventually he said to me okay so how much have you just spent on head collars for the horses and I was like uh maybe like 120 pounds and he said did they have head collars and I said well yes but they were tatty and he was like right so you spent four months deliberating this purchase. How long did you think about the head collars for, Katie? And I'm like, well, we needed the head collars. And he's like, I can't. Like, I just can't. So now, like, he puts yeah, everything did. in terms of horses. <laughs> I did exactly the same there with, like, the car seat. So the car seat and, like, the Isofix base and all that was, like, 300 quid or something. And on matchy dressage instagram i'd also see like a ps of sweden dressage saddlecloth and these lovely anki dressage boots which came to about the same 300 quid and i was just like but they're gonna last like he'll outgrow the car seat in like nine months it'll be redundant like he won't fit in it anymore 
Whereas this, this like it's quality stuff. It's gonna last more than nine months. Like, <laughs> and Chris was like, "Yeah, but then that's just pretty stuff that you don't need." Whereas the baby does need a car seat. Like, they don't let you leave the hospital without the car seat. And I was like, "Yeah, but it's just." If oh, I wrapped him in the bandages, he would be very well cushioned. <laughs> He'd probably be really well protective in and um, also on each coordinating a Sweden pad. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I do I do yeah I, I try not to think about the financial side of having the responsibility of a human for the next like 20 years <laughs> and how it's going to impact your matchy matchy <laughs> yeah and just everything you know like quite scary really but just don't think about it it'll be yeah. fine <laughs> I think that's the best way for sure, to go through most things is like, just pretend it's not happening. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then my mum actually, she lives in uh, America, but she's due to come over in April to stay until like July. And uh, she was like, I can look after the baby and then you can go and ride. And I was like, um, well, actually, if I breastfeed, I don't think I can get to the yard ride two horses and get back in time like I'll be gone too long so you'll just have to come with me to the yard and like look after the baby and she was like oh <laughs> my mum's got this idea of just like her and the baby being yeah home. <laughs> I can just bugger off to the stables and I'm like no actually you're gonna have to come too yeah you are gonna need <laughs> to participate fully <laughs> <laughs> while you're there if you packed one up for me that would speed the whole process up really well so <laughs> What if I was telling Chris the other day, one of my sharers was like, uh, when the baby's here, like I don't mind if I ride one and then like I could hold the baby while you ride the other. And I said to Chris, like, isn't that so sweet? Like they're so like generous of her. And Chris was like, I think women like babies, Adele. Like most women would be like, oh yeah, I got to hold a baby. Yeah. As you're like, she's giving up her time to hold my baby. Like that's so generous that's like we've got um, this girl who's helping with the horses and Ben was like you know well that's so good I'm so pleased that you know you're gonna have someone to just help you a little bit after with the horses and I was like what I'm wondering though is if she could like help with the baby and I could do the horses (laughs) and he's like like I don't know that that's how it works but like I think I think that'll work really nicely (laughs) Definitely. Oh, it's funny, isn't it? How us horsey people's brains just don't seem to work properly. <laughs> no, I think that's clear from this episode. I mean, if it wasn't before, to be fair, like totally different breed. Like, I actually think <laughs> when you're born, whether or not you've like ever seen a horse or come from a horsey family, I think it's like in there, isn't it? That because I don't think this is this is just not normal. I think we must like. I know people who are into like other sports and they don't seem as batty about it. Like no, no one's as precious about a pair of football boots no. or like their running socks. Or... <laughs> Although do you think some people are quite keen on their like bikes, aren't they? They yeah. can be bike. I think bike. bike people are nearly mm-hmm. as bad. Yeah. All right. So we are now going to move on to wanker of the week. Um <laughs> mine is just a really quick one but actually to be honest I feel like I shouldn't be sharing it after the driving fiasco um 
because it was another, I'm going to totally blame baby brain, which I used to think was like, like bollocks when people were talking about it. I'd be like, it's, that's just such a like, you know, you've done something stupid, just take it. But actually I'm, I refuse to do that now because it affects me. So I went to the supermarket and I went to get the trolley and I put the pound in and I don't know why, but I put it in the trolley, three trolleys back. Like, what the fuck is that about? How many fucking trolleys have I got out? So anyway, I put it in the trolley, three trolleys back. So it obviously released three trolleys. So I had three trolleys all attached to each other. Had a big shuffle. Yeah. And that's humiliating enough. And there was people standing around me. So I looked like a bell end in front of numerous people. But then I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I haven't got more pounds to freeze myself. (laughs) So honestly, this is one of those stories where I'm actually, I am cringing telling you. Um, I debated whether or not I was going to share it. So if I'd had another one, I wouldn't have shared this. So I, in desperation, had to say to a trolley man, like, I've put this pound here. And now I've got three trolleys and I don't know what I'm going to do about that. And he just looked at me like I was an absolute moron, which fair enough, totally within his rights to do that. Joined the trolleys back up, obviously, which released my pound. And then like looked at me and put the pound in the right trolley and pushed the trolley to me. And I was like, oh, (laughs) yes, I see what you did there. (laughs) Thanks very much. (laughs) Oh, that's... Amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? I enjoy that not only did you like do it, you weren't like, oh, what an idiot, I put it in the third trolley. You were then like, well, now I'm stuck. <laughs> you forever. You, you, could not, you could not see your way out of it. No. <laughs> it was, that, was a, that is like a low point in my life, like for sure. How, was this this week? Uh, it might be the week before that and very recently though so I'm just hoping that that's not a stage that I haven't got to yet in my pregnancy <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that's just for you and that's not on its way for me it's how people are going to be judged by yeah but did you put a pound <laughs> in a trolley and think that you were there for the rest of your life <laughs> oh that's amazing like I, when I told Ben oh. I mean Ben's used to me doing like fairly stupid things but he was like, fucking hell, Casey. Like, what will he have gone home and said? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to know. Like, I just. <sighs> That's really good. Um, as I was saying earlier, my wanker of the week, I just feel like just not seeing enough people or doing enough. I'm not even going to the shops because obviously we're in London. It's just so busy. And- yeah um so Chris is doing the shopping so like I literally go to the yard and I go to hospital appointments and that's about as exciting as like today I had my midwife appointment I wore new trainers <laughs> I, dressed I, uh, I put, a bit of, put a bit of makeup on I was actually like quite excited yeah so, <laughs> so yeah that is that's how exciting my life is but I think maybe a bit of the wanker thing was what I told you about earlier when I'd come out of the appointment so my other half works very near to the hospital and so I was having my appointment and then going 
to meet him after to go for a walk and uh, get like a sandwich from a takeaway shop and uh, go for a walk around the park and uh, eat our sandwich. So I came out of the appointment. I was like, I'm done. I'm just like coming up to the office now. And he was like, um, and there's me thinking like, I'll see you in like three minutes. And uh, so he texted me saying like, uh, how did it go? And I was like, I'll just tell you when I see you. Thinking like, I'm not going to stand here and text you all the information. Like I'm about to see you. But he obviously read that as like something catastrophic has gone wrong. And I didn't yeah. even, I then I said, I'll see you in a minute. So the phone was back in the pocket. And he actually messaged me like, what's happened? What's gone on? Can you tell me some information? Like, question mark, question mark, question mark. And obviously I didn't read them, didn't reply. So then he's ringing me. So I answered my phone. I was like, I'm just crossing the road. Like, what? And he was like, what's happened? What's going on? And I was like, I'll just tell you when I see you. And he was like, you can't just say that to me. Like, what's, what's happened? And I was like, nothing. But I'm seeing you in like a minute. So... I'll just tell you there. A shout. You so, can well. probably hear me now. <laughs> yeah. So I think he was like, when he got home, now he went through it again and was like, can you not do, like, could you not have said, <laughs> it's fine, but I'll tell And I was like, I think I did. I think I said, yeah, fine. I'll tell you when I see you. And he's like, you didn't. You just wrote, I'll tell you when I see you. And he was like, uh, I was so stressed, like you don't understand. So I think that made me a bit of a wanker, just being a bit thoughtless there. All right, well, thank you so, so much. Thank you. Um, and I will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.